Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. Hi, everyone. It's Pam. And Elisa. And Heidi. And we are sitting around chatting today about early rising. Early rising is... Early rising is a tough one. We're making bread. Yes. <laughs> early rising with our children. Uh, early rising is a tough one. It, unfortunately, if you're dealing with early rising, I'm sorry to kind of break the news, but it is one of our harder challenges when it comes to sleep. So we're reprogramming that body to wake a little bit later, um, and that does take a little bit of time. So the definition of early rising is waking before 6 a.m. Anything after 6 a.m. is considered an appropriate wake time for a child, baby. Okay, so a lot of um, yeah, a 6 a.m. Like, what? That's appropriate. <laughs> 6 a.m. is way too early for me. I I do not function well. Um, so we kind of pushed our wake times was seven. Yeah, um, so if my guys woke up, if my guys woke up earlier, then they had to hang out in their room. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they got a little bit older, that did get a little bit easier for sure. But um, so anything after 6 a.m. is considered appropriate wake time. Anything before 6 a.m. is considered early rising. Some of the causes of early rising, especially in our little ones, um, it's it's interesting because it's, it's one of those puzzle pieces that... It's yes, it's early rising, and yes, that response in the morning does matter, but it all ties into that daytime sleep. So, too much daytime sleep uh, will cause early rising. Not enough early daytime sense. sleep will cause early rising. So, um, going to bed overtired, especially if that last wake window between last nap and bedtime was really long, that's another big factor for early rising. Right. So daytime sleep being so important for early rising. Um, And then I did mention that response. So when we're dealing with something like early rising, when um, our little ones wake up, say they wake up at 5 a.m., if we get them up and we start the day at 5 a.m., we're telling their system, that internal clock, that it's time to wake up. So it's going to continue waking at 5 a.m. So the goal is going to be to keep them in their sleep space um, until at least 6 a.m. So for me, 6 was too early. My guys woke like 6.15, 6.30-ish, and I tried to keep them in 6.45, 7 o'clock. If your little one's waking at 5, um, it's going to be tough to get them until 7 o'clock. So your right. goal is going to be 6 o'clock to yeah. start, and you're going to build on that. But um, if they are waking at quarter to 6, you know, you can keep them in until 6.15, even 6.30, depending if they're, especially if they're happy and content, right? You can just let them hang out there. It's great for their self Independence. What if they're not happy and content. How do you stretch that out? Yeah, so that's where if our little ones are waking up very upset, we want you to respond. It, it there's kind of two ways. If you've worked on sleep and if you've taught independent sleep, then you would use your method, um, and you would keep your check-ins. You could still do check-ins, but you'd be very mindful of how you're responding. If you haven't taught your little one how to fall asleep yet on their own, um, and they're very upset, then going in and it's going to be kind of that same thing with short naps. So find that episode if you haven't listened to that because there'll be more tips in there. But it's that response is going to be going in and trying to keep them in their sleep space. With Um, very little stimulation. With as minimal amount of stimulation as possible. Um, We want them to know that it's okay for them to be in their sleep space, right? When they 
We want them to know that um, it's okay to be in their sleep space. We want them to make sure that they feel safe and secure. So you're going to give them that crib play, making sure they're feeling safe and secure in their space. We're trying to keep them in there with as minimal stimulation as possible until at least 6 a.m. Um, before you get up and start your day. You also want to be mindful of how soon you're offering that milk as soon as they wake up. If they wake up and you go in and feed them right away, um, that's going to encourage them to wake earlier and earlier in anticipation for that milk. So uh, stretching, yes, especially as they get a little bit older, right? Like that 8, 9, 10, 11 month stage. Sometimes sometimes even if they're having milk directly before they go to bed in the first place, that can cause them to really be looking for that milk when they Mm -hmm. wake up at 5 in the morning as well. Yeah. For some babies. So delaying that feeding by 10, 15 minutes after they wake up um, is a really good idea for sure to just to make sure that we're not encouraging the um, the early rising. So not like greeting <clears throat> them with the milk. Yes. Right. Taking them out of the room, playing for a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Changing Even their diaper, taking them out like, good morning, dog. Good morning, son. You know, you're looking outside. Good morning, dad. And when you put them to bed for the night try and have milk and then do a little bit of a routine and then put them into bed mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. they're not having that milk directly as the very last thing that they do before going into bed. Such a small little tweak, eh? It is. And it does make a really big difference. Yes. We've seen we've seen quite a few babies um, that where that little piece, um, fixing that little piece made a huge Helps. difference. Yeah, Because yeah. I could really see how that would, you could easily switch that up you still give them the bottle or however they're getting their milk, um, breast, sippy cup, and then take it away. It'd be a great way to like wean and condense too. And then you do like the story mm-hmm. and the placing in, in the bed. Yeah. 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 Just switching it up. Smart girls. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> also being mindful of how much light is coming into their room. At 5 or 5.30. Yes. Such a good point. Because that light, even if we have those, you know, blackout blinds, the curtains, the uh, blackout curtains, light can still seep through on the, in the edges, on those edges. It's, you know, it's, we we feel like we live in hibernation through winter and we don't have that sun in the morning. So it kind of comes as a shock when you go in and you're like, oh, gosh, that stream of light is like right on your, right on your eyes or right on your face. To our children, they don't know what time it is. They can't tell. It's the irrelevant. Time. Yes. So they're going by what they see, and if they see daylight coming into their room, yeah, they think it's time to wake up. I think it was last summer or the summer before. My son was waking up at six o'clock in the morning every morning. Um, I had the blackout blinds on, but then I noticed that the sun was coming through the sides yes. of his curtains. Um, so it was such an easy fix. I, I duct taped it. It it wasn't pretty. Um, but I experimented with it first before I made any permanent changes. I duct taped the, all the sides and the bottom. Um, and sure enough, the next day he slept in later and he slept in later every day after that. So that was definitely something that was bothering him. Um, and then after that, I fixed it permanently with command Velcro sheets and I velcroed oh, the nice. wall. The I put curtains. it on the wall oh, cool. and I put it on the curtains and then I velcroed them 
around so that nice. I could open them when I wanted to. And... Nice. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I find the light really disruptive to myself. Like sometimes yes. the moon is so bright, especially if it's a full moon. And just the way I guess our back window, bedroom window faces the way the moon rotates it like it's like it's like a flashlight poking right <laughs> in my eyes and i'm like ah oh, i have to lay on my left side now <laughs> you know because for the next half hour until it passes just yes. far enough so it's true I can, like that that's me and i know what to do about it and i am yeah. aware of everything i can't imagine how confusing and disruptive it would be for a little one absolutely so i did mention in the beginning that early rising is one of those challenges that is one of the harder sleep challenges to fix um, the other piece to it is that it can take a really long time. So if yes, you're yes, just if you're just starting to see some early rising, you kind of want to jump on that. Like if you've had like five early rising mornings in a row, you want to start. Okay, what do we? What's going on? What do we need to tweak? Right? Does it need to be? Is somebody waking up earlier? Does the sound machine need to be louder in the morning? Um, do do we need to do a check of the curtains, make sure that there's no light coming in? Um, and then is it time to look at that daytime sleep? Is there a transition coming up or are they going through a transition? Right. So early rising is one of those things that um, as they drop naps, three to two, two to one, uh, naps completely. Early rising can be a part of that transition or it can be the they might be getting ready for that transition. Right. So sometimes even night weaning. When they've started to yes. consolidate that night sleep, it can cause temporary early rising. Yes. <clears throat> so not encouraging it by starting right. your day is absolutely yeah. <laughs> key there. Because as soon as you start encouraging it, we'll get up and have a little breakfast. As soon as you do that, um, that's going to be a hard a formed habit very quickly. Um, but it's not too late either, though. Like if you've been dealing with early rising for six or seven weeks or eight weeks, 12 weeks, um, you can absolutely still work. You can fix that. It's just don't expect it to happen overnight like it did with Dre. Right. Um, yes, that, if, was, <coughs> that was only because. Unicorn of, yes, but you did it quickly, yeah, though, right? You were quickly. like on top of that. Yes. Yeah, we're not getting into early rising. No, yeah, thank no. you. We're fixing this quickly. <laughs> you're a sleep consultant or yeah it's like you it's like you knew what to do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so yeah so so if, if you've been dealing with early rising for a while now expect that it's going to take you a while to fix that early rising because we're reprogramming that internal clock and that does take time so we hope that helps there are different tips again with our older children as well and that will be another podcast that we will offer but for now take a look at your environment see if there's anything that you can kind of work on from there look at their daytime schedule and then hopefully that's enough to fix that early rising Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.